I just I wanted to encourage us uh, through God's word, because uh, if there's going to be any encouragement uh, in any of these times, it's it's got to come from God's word. For those of us in the church, it's got to come from from God's word. Um, and so if you want to hang out for a little bit, uh, I want to kind of walk us through just a small passage together. Uh, you might be using your device, so therefore maybe you can't use it uh, to follow along if you have your Bible. But if you have a Bible and you want to follow along, it's uh, it's in the book of Hebrews chapter 10. And in Hebrews chapter 10, uh, I want to look at verses 19 through 25. Uh, I think this passage of scripture, uh, for some reason, God spoke volumes to me uh, through this. And um, I just kind of want to walk through it and just kind of share some insights. It's, you know, those that know me, I'm more of a verse by verse guy, but uh, that's not necessarily what uh, what I'm going to do here in, in this case, but really just take what God has given me uh, in this last couple of weeks as uh, the walls have been getting closer and closer and closer. Um just what he spoke to me through this. So I'm going to read the passage and then just kind of share some of my thoughts uh, regarding what I feel God is speaking to this as we are all adjusting uh, to life um, inside, life uh, online <laughs> now. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about community, a little bit about church, uh, a lot about our responsibility as the church during this time individually. Uh, so Let's get into it. So if you want to read along I'm just or just listen, that's fine too. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25 says this. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. So there's a lot in that. A lot packed into that uh, short passage of scripture, but here's what I want to talk about. First off, in verse 19, it says, therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, here's the beautiful thing, holy places. It takes on a whole new meaning nowadays, doesn't it? We don't get to go to our quote unquote holy places anymore. So there's a new place that has to become holy. That's our home. And I don't know if you've ever thought about that before. We are all going to be worshiping in our homes in different places uh, other than our normal church structure. <laughs> and so our homes become our holy place. The church structure, in effect, has been rendered useless. And I know that's not for everyone, but for a lot of people, we're not going to our normal church building on Sundays anymore or Wednesday nights or, or whatever else. Everything is online. And so our worship, our community, our gathering, our getting into the word is from the comfort of our own home, our own couches, maybe in our own PJs, <laughs> whatever it is, however it is that you do church now, uh, it, it's, it's different. But, but here's, here's the beautiful thing to consider. Jesus didn't shed his blood 
Jesus wasn't broken to go to a building. He didn't sacrifice his life so that we could go to a building on Sunday and feel comfortable there. Jesus Christ shed his blood and sacrificed his life so that we could be set free. Set free from the confines of calling any structure church. And those of you in the church, I know probably familiar with this phrase that we are the church, right? And so that's the beautiful thing. And so in this day when we have to not go to church, but we have to log on to church, we get to do that with confidence, to enter into community through uh, digital means, the internet, your mobile device, and whatever else, and and kind of flip the switch in our head that you may, we may not be sitting next to people as we normally are in our pews and chairs and whatever else, but we are entering into community and we can do that with confidence through this avenue of the internet. And so the internet, live streaming, that allows us to be in community. And so we just got to think about it that way. But our homes are now our holy place. That's our holy place of worship. Now, maybe God has given this us this opportunity to make us think through that concept a little bit more. That our homes should always be a holy place. Our families should be our church family. How we worship on Sundays don't let that change to how you worship now in your home during service online. You might go into church ready to worship, ready to receive from the Lord, ready to receive from your pastor. You lift your hands in worship. You may get down on your knees during worship. Is that going to change when you have to do that through your device at home? I hope not. It shouldn't. Because the God we worship isn't confined to a place that's been set up for you on Sunday He's with us. And so how we worship and how we come into worship is so important. As we go on in this, it says in verse 20, by the new and living way that he opened up through us, opened us through the curtain that is through his flesh. And so what, what is Jesus doing through his sacrifice? He tore that curtain down. He tore the building down, so to speak. And that no matter where we go, we are in Christ. And therefore, as the church, we can worship him anywhere that we are. That's what's new. And, and, and being new today, that rings true, doesn't it? It rings so true that everything that we have to do nowadays and in, in these weeks and months ahead possibly is new, especially how we do church. It's new. It's new for everybody. We just spoke, about, uh, Jess and I just spoke with some friends of ours that are uh, missionaries in Zambia. Uh, for those of you that know Ted and Judy, we had a conversation with them about how life has even changed for them over in Africa. Uh, very different, but yet very much the same. So people around the world are dealing with this issue. We're processing things differently, how to do church, how to do ministry, how to uh, be in community, how to continue to uh, live in ministry uh, in this new way that we're all experiencing. But here's the confidence and encouragement that we have. What's not new is Jesus Christ. What's not new is entering into his presence at any moment, wherever we are. He says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Through his death and sacrifice on the cross, that way has been opened up. Whether it's online, whether it's together at church, or whether we're six feet apart because we're social distancing, doesn't matter. 
The way is Jesus Christ, and that's what we get to do. Nobody comes to the Father except through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And since he's done that, we get to participate together in community wherever we are, in the physical flesh or online. This, this passage goes on to say that, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near. That's the key point right there. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. What a great challenge. A great challenge that we still have to make it our responsibility, even in our home, away from the church building, to draw near to God. That might be new for some people. That How am I going to be able to draw near to God when I'm not in church? How am I going to be able to draw near to God when I don't have uh, my pastor physically in front of me behind a podium and I'm sitting in my, my normal spot uh, in the back row in the right corner of my church building? I can't draw near because it's different. Yes, you can. Because drawing near to God starts here. And when, when it starts here and it translates to here, we can draw near to God anywhere that we are. But here's what we have to do. And let me challenge every single one of us that are wa that's watching this, myself included, is that through this new avenue and as we do church, we have to do whatever possible to eliminate distraction, eliminate notifications, <laughs> eliminate anything that is going to distract us in our home as we come together in this church experience. If that means turning off your ringer, turning off the notifications, dare I say, go to the bathroom before you log in for church this Sunday. Because if you would keep yourself from going to the bathroom during church in your church building, then do that in your home. But it's so different. Keep yourself from going to the refrigerator during church service. Keep yourself from the distraction of the comfort of your home to draw near to God as the word of God is opened. As you're in worship with your worship team, however that's happening, eliminate everything possible so that you can draw near to God where you're at in this moment. Simply put, if you wouldn't do it during church in your building, don't do it now as you're streaming. <laughs> it's just different, isn't it? But as a pastor, and I know so many pastors that I've had conversations with, that we're talking with, uh, there's so much that's having to be done, money that's being spent that hasn't maybe been thought of before in order to purchase the things necessary to have these avenues of church. And so what I want you to understand is your pastors are working extremely hard. They're working extremely hard to set up an opportunity for everyone to still engage in community during this time. And so they're taking the responsibility on their shoulders to do what's necessary to bring you the word of God, to bring you worship, albeit different, to still bring that opportunity to you. So I'm going to challenge us all. Please don't take advantage of that. Please don't limit yourself to the experience of community and church just because we're having to do it online. Honor the efforts of your pastor. Honor the efforts of your worship team that's doing whatever they need to do to provide us all this experience of doing church in a different way. 
But remember, if we approach these services with a heart that's open, with a heart that's available to hear from the Lord, God's going to speak, isn't he? He's going to speak loud and clear. But you've got to willing, be willing to engage, be willing to participate, be willing to play your part as a member of the church, watching church, streaming church, whatever it may be. We have the responsibility to engage. So don't back off. Don't limit yourself. Just because you can't go to church doesn't mean you can't participate along with the church. And to put that in perspective, the church that is happening around the world, everybody is doing this. We haven't thought about that before, of everybody going to their church building on Sundays. But in, in, in like fashion now, everybody is logging on. And so maybe that's a prayer request that the internets don't crumble <laughs> during this time, don't get overloaded so the word of God can still go forth with power and authority over the interweb lines, however that works. But let me, let me finish this up and I'll let you go because you've had enough of my, my life face. So I want to close with the last portion of Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25. It says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. So just some quick thoughts on that. Number one, hold fast to the confession of our hope. This is perseverance. There's a lot of fear, a lot of trepidation, a lot of uh, hindrance, a lot of anxiety, a lot of uh, scared people. But as we are trying to continue to be the church, hold fast to the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Hold fast in confidence to the hope that we have that although this may come and Lord willing, it passes soon. That's our prayer, but it may not. It may go on for months. Who knows what's gonna happen, but God does and he's in control and he's allowing this to take place, to shape our heart, to shape our mind, to shape who we are in him, to put our eyes and attention on him completely, confidently, the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. This is perseverance. This season will pass. The virus will fade as all the other ones throughout time have. And we'll get back to normalcy, whatever that is. So our confidence needs to be in Jesus. The same Jesus that the word of God tells us is the same yesterday, the same today, and the same forever. He doesn't change and never will. Our circumstances have changed. Our online presence is changing, is expanding. But Jesus Christ doesn't change. That's our hope. That's what we hold on to. And it says, stir one another up to love and good works. And you say, well, hey, how can we do that when we can't even go outside? How can we do that when we when, and go into the supermarket we, just to get toilet paper or water or canned food or whatever else? How do we continue to minister? How do we continue to go out and, and be a part of community? I don't know. <laughs> Your mind goes blank when you think about, well, we can't go and do. God said, go and make disciples. Well, this is it. So use these avenues. Your cell phone, 
pick it up and call somebody, text somebody, send somebody an email. Hold on, hold on. You might have to send somebody a letter in the mail. Carrie, I know you're doing that. My sister in Oregon has just set up a pen pal uh, program. Amazing. You know, stamps, lick it and stick it and send it. It's something we need to do. How are we going to encourage one another in this time, in this age? How are we going to promote the love of Christ in community when we can't be in physical community? You have to be creative. But God has given us these avenues to be able to do so. So use them. FaceTime, phone calls, emails, the list goes on. Use them. Reach out to people. Check on one another. You know, the opportunity of the original Acts Church was to live in community, to be together, to help each other out. Yes, they sold their possessions and they gave to one another. So reach out to your church community. Don't wait for your pastor to say, hey, you need to go here and go do there and set up another event or program for you to sign up and be a part of. Just go and be the church. Go and encourage somebody. And in that, that's how we can stir one another up to love and good works. And finally, the one that kind of stirred this whole thought that God gave me was to not neglect to meet together. We can't do that. We cannot neglect. You know, negligence is a law, right? There is a law of negligence. And that law says when there is failure, to use reasonable care resulting in damage or injury to another. Think about that spiritually, the law of negligence. Well, our church isn't meeting in a building, so I guess we're just not gonna do church. No, you're neglecting your own heart. You're neglecting your own relationship with God. God is allowing us to slow down so that we can dive back into the word and not neglect our relationship with him, not neglect community, even if it's done in this way. So think about that negligence aspect and don't neglect to meet together. Your responsibility, my responsibility is still to come together on Sundays, on Wednesdays, on a, what day is it today? A Thursday at four o'clock, 426 online. Don't neglect it. Don't allow yourself to get so caught up in the world that you're forgetting who you are in Jesus Christ, even during this time this season. And so to close this out, I came across this quote. Uh, his name is Robert Saucy. What a name, huh? Saucy. And he said, the follower of Jesus cannot profess allegiance to him and deny his church. Yes, I'll say that again. Thanks for asking. The follower of Jesus cannot profess allegiance to him and deny his church. Don't neglect your opportunity to be encouraged, to be challenged, to be equipped in Jesus Christ. When you load up and, and log on for church this weekend. So those that know me, yes, I am, a, a, I guess, a former historian, a former history teacher. But that, not that this has anything to do with history, but I want to read another quote because I love quotes and I love what people uh, that have walked before us have said. And we'll finish with this, you know, just like a pastor to say, we're going to conclude 20 minutes before he concludes, right? So listen to what William Barclay has to say about this concept of gathering. He says, let us never forget the duty of worship. It is given to every man to live in two worlds, this world of space and time 
and the world of eternal things. Our danger is that to become so involved in this world that we forget the other. As the day begins, as the day ends, and ever and again in the midst of its activities, we should turn aside, if only for a moment, and enter God's presence. Every man carries with him his own secret shrine, excuse me, his own secret shrine. But so many forget to enter it. It's an amazing thought. Don't forget. Just because you can't go to church, don't forget. We've got to enter into the presence of God because of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross so that we can do that. No matter where we are, no matter what avenue that takes, we have Bible apps. We've got this online presence. Anybody still have a physical Bible? Open it. Get into it. Take the time to do it. God has slowed us down. Yes, we still have to work. We still have to figure out how we're going about our days now. But I, I want to bet that a lot of us have a little bit more time in our schedules nowadays since we're not commuting day in and day out. We're not going to meetings. We're not going to work physically. We're, we're able to slow down just a little bit. At least I hope so. So take advantage of that time. Everyone's routine around the world has changed. Everyone. So we all have to make an adjustment. But don't be guilty to neglect your relationship with Jesus. Don't use this as an excuse to not be involved in church and get into the word of God. We've been given an amazing opportunity to slow down to enter into quarantine, <laughs> spiritual quarantine, and reflect on what matters most in life. Yeah? I guess that's it. <laughs> so yes, this was a test run. This was a trial to ease this, well, not this, but this, uh, into this whole world of, of live streaming as uh, a lot of us are going to have to do this now on Sundays and, and through other opportunities and ministries, but Hey, if we don't get the opportunity to do what we want, then God is saying, here's what I need you to do. So let's take advantage of it. Amen.